and welcome to Art Pop Talk. This is the second time that we've started. Second time. I'm Gianna. And I'm Bianca. I am always afraid that I'm going to say the wrong name. We've talked about that, but I'm always afraid I'm going to say hello, hello, welcome, I'm Gianna. But I feel like we could just go with it because I feel like it'd be really funny if we did an entire episode where you were me. You were me. <laughs> you were me. And, and me are me. I think that we should do that. Oh my god. Because I can hear I can hear the distinction in our voices, but I know that like some people can't. Oh, you know what? I was actually talking to a bumble boy and Wow. <laughs> you know what? It's what I do these days. And plug in plug in art pop talk on plug in on the <laughs> what? and so then he he listened to the episode and he was like oh i thought you had a fear of bugs like i thought you didn't like grasshoppers i was like no 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 no. that's gianna that's the other one but then actually i I was listening to that episode today because i think it is good for us to kind of go back and listen and learn you know you know think about our flow and stuff like that but then in that, for some reason, at the beginning of that episode, I was like, oh my gosh, like we really did sound alike. I don't know why it, because nor- most of the time when, we, when I listen back, I can hear the differences between us. But, and for that, like one second, I was like, oh, that really did sound like me. Yeah. There are like little moments here and there where I feel like I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Okay, that quote also is from Schitt's Creek. So maybe we say it a lot. What episode is that where David's talking? He's in his store. Oh, he's maybe, oh with the baby shower where Jocelyn oh, what's asks Oh, what's a sprinkle? <laughs> yes. Oh, so then Patrick's like, oh, so it's more like a sprinkle. He's like, what the fuck is a sprinkle? <laughs> Wow, iconic show referred to often. Truly. Well, how are you? What's what's been going on? I haven't seen you this weekend. I know. So this weekend, mom and I just, you know, stayed at the house like usual. <laughs> I've been doing some, you know, workouts from YouTube. So I did some of those this weekend. And oh, I did start watching HBO's Watchmen series. Oh, you did. I did because I did get HBO Max and so I started watching it and it is actually so so good and I'm only like a few episodes in and I'm also like just to preface this I am not like a big superhero person I think I do gravitate more towards DC because hello Wonder Woman Gal Gadot Miss Queen 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 so and I I think out of all of them I do enjoy like the Dark Knight series and you know Mm -hmm. So I think I gravitate more towards DC anyway, and I, Watchmen is DC, so I do really like it, but again, I'm still kind of learning, so then I started the series, and I'm maybe like four episodes in, and then I was like, okay, maybe I should like learn a little bit more about who these people are, because I started picking up on references about like the previous generation of Watchmen, yeah. and like started picking up on like the chronology of this like alternative America. So then I started also watching the 2009, I think, 
Zack Snyder I was gonna ask film. if you would watch that one. So I need to finish it. Oh, I should finish it tonight. I think I only got like a 24-hour rental. I had seen that movie and I remember like when it came out, everyone was kind of like split. I feel like whether they really liked it or not, but yeah. I also feel that way in general about like every single superhero movie that comes out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, it just personally like I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. Zack Snyder. I don't just, I just don't feel the need to like watch his movies, I guess, Agreed. you know? Um, but I wanted to learn a little bit more about the HBO series and I do really like it. So I will say that the movie has been helping me kind of pinpoint a timeline and figure out like the characters and yeah, like I said, this kind of alternative America, but mm-hmm. the HBO show is really good so far. For a superhero show, I really am enjoying it a lot. It's really smart, and I think the characters are really smart, even though it is pretty... It can be hard to watch. It's violent. But yeah, like we talked about in our the episode on... was pretty violent. Yeah. Too. How we talked about it in our protest episode, you know, it starts in Tulsa with the 1921 massacre... And so also, you know, following that timeline in Oklahoma is interesting. So I'm also trying to see, like, did they film in Tulsa? I'm trying to, like, fi- like figure out also the, like, geography of it, too. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm not sure they did uh, film in Tulsa. I feel like we would have known. It. I mean, maybe some scenes. I, I'll have to look. Like, I'll yeah. have to do some more research. But so far, I will say that I am learning a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I do like it. That's good. I, I am really excited to watch it. I think, like you said, as, as far as a superhero movie goes, like this one does have very like significant content that like is important to know, but also we just find interesting and it can be a little bit more applicable. And I feel like that's where sometimes I have a yeah. hard time connecting with superhero movies, but um, yeah. I'm really glad you started watching it. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do really like it. It's really clever. There are some things in it that I'm picking up on that's like really, really clever. Yeah, and the from what I saw, like just kind of seeing like clips of it too, visually it just looks oh, really stunning. It does look really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, oh, great. That's, that's Thank what you I started for, doing. Um, buying HBO for us. Well, I went threesies with three other people. Okay. So I'm just a little freeloader over here. You are. It's fine. <laughs> Younger so, sister perks, I guess. Yeah, no, it Thank really you. is. So you went to Tulsa this weekend? Yeah, I went to Tulsa this weekend. Not much. Just trying to catch up on some behind the scenes, our pop talk stuff, doing a little bit of research. It was actually really nice because the drive from Edmond to Tulsa is a little bit over an hour. So I always try to like find a friend that I haven't like called in a while or like catched up with. So yeah. I got to talk to my friend Lauren. If you're listening, Lauren, I love you. It was so lovely to chat with you because the drive is so boring. I hate that drive. It's just a vast nothingness on the way until you get to Tulsa. Um, And then I also got to talk to our dear cousin, Juliana, who is so funny. We love her so much. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Juliana. She is just... One of the reasons, truthfully, like why I wanted to start this podcast was because when Juliana comes on, and she will... I'm so excited for the world to just understand how truly effortlessly, like, funny she is. She's the funniest person I know. She's so fucking funny. And it's just, like, her life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you remember when 
a year or two ago, she was going out on all those interviews and literally every single one of those interviews were just so weird. Like you couldn't like make this shit up. Like the one where they had all those like office cats and she had to like <laughs> do her interview with just a bunch of these like feral cats walking around everywhere with like no like no one telling her like ah yes like these are her office cats like she was just <laughs> kind of expected to think that or, this was a normal thing so she studied fashion and costume history so mm. we're so excited for her to come on to talk about like a bunch of different things but she used to work for was it PetSmart or petco <laughs> and then <laughs> was, she was at no. this party and then someone asked her if she sold weed <laughs> if she sold weed to dogs like at a, because they at do. a dinner party because they do. but the way she tells the story is just so funny like the way she just talked just like a woman in her 20s trying to figure life out like um do you sell weed to dogs funny so i'm so glad that you got to talk to her this weekend yeah no it was really good and uh yeah she's like working from home nice Um, right now she works for hungry harvest so if you are on the east coast you can check out hungry harvest i know she really likes working with them yeah they are such a cool company the ceo is like a really young guy and i Mm -hmm. guess was on shark tank too So that's really fun, but she has had a um, a vast number of uh, careers. <laughs> Not careers; they're all in the same like vein, but just like the people she worked with. Are so funny. <laughs> like, um, and she worked at David's Bridal for a while. Yes. She's got some great David's Bridal um, stories. So yeah. she's just so she's everything. I know she's the best. I'm oh so my excited. God. Well, speaking of being excited, we are so happy to finally make an announcement today. We are so fortunate that Art Pop Talk is growing as fast as it is, and we want to also just take a minute to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each week and supporting us. This podcast has really grown, I think, at a faster rate at this point than me and Bianca had even hoped for and so we just feel so fortunate and because of that our art pop talk team um is at the point where it needs to expand and grow with us so today we are happy to not only bring on our second guest but also introduce our new production assistant our former colleague and now our new colleague and best friend miss audrey gleason Audrey, welcome to the podcast. We are so freaking excited that you're here. I am so excited to be here and just thrilled and truly honored to be a part of the podcast and a part of your lives in general. Wow. wow. <laughs> honored. <laughs> like, no words. So I'm just excited to sit and talk with both of you here 
it's honestly one of my favorite things to do and I was just talking to someone about Audrey and like you, I just feel like you're such a good storyteller and like you're my friend who just like knows what I need you know and you just have me like figured out and I just feel like you're so good at either like listening to an event or just calming me down or I, and <laughs> we I, all know you need a lot of honestly I do but I feel like when I need that it's like Audrey's the best person to do that you know yeah no Audrey is just the level-headed friend in our group that is always so good at seeing like both sides of the situation yes. and I feel like it's always like what we go back to and what like we talk about if it's something like controversial you know you're like yeah you'd be surprised to know I stand firmly in the middle <laughs> <laughs> A fantastic um, quote by Audrey. By Audrey. But. So at this time, you are an especially very, very busy woman, working hard. You just moved into a new place and you're getting married in two weeks. But on top of that, you're here with us, which thank you so much. And so, you know, we were talking about one of your first big projects that you're working on for us, which is obviously like getting that branding going, you know? Yeah, you are. But a few weeks ago, you were talking about like, what should our fan base be called? Because, you know, people have like the little monsters with Gaga or friend of the pod or bachelor nation or whatever, like every kind of fan base has like a distinct title. Right. And so Audrey like specifically brought that up a few weeks ago. Oh, totally. Because the thing is when I hear art pop talk, like the first thing that I think of is pop tarts, you know? And I'm just like envisioning this community of people that, you know, but that are all called pop tarts. Like how cute would it be if, you know, we could actually use that word and it wasn't like trademarked or something yeah, or like, know. you know, stolen. But like pop, it's time. pop tarts are so freaking cute. Yeah, it's hard to think like art pop duck because some people were suggesting poppers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not the brand. I feel like poppers are like a frozen snack that you buy like at oh Walmart. <laughs> Do you guys remember that scene in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen where uh, popover her, her, her friend mom is like, I just pop them in the microwave. She's like, Surely you have popovers at home. My mom doesn't believe in microwaves. <laughs> no, Pop-Tarts. And they're just so like beautiful. And have you guys also been seeing just over quarantine too? Everybody has been learning how to make their own. Like, no, I think that's also why it was in my brain because you just see them on Instagram everywhere. Like, Everyone is making these, like, homemade Pop-Tarts. It's crazy. I just think, like... Okay, so let's just, you know, Pop-Tart would be <laughs> absolutely crazy to not let us use Pop-Tarts for our own personal branding. I mean, Truly. I, that would just be totally just crazy on like their part. I love to eat Pop-Tarts, but also, am I a Pop-Tart? <laughs> you are a tart. <laughs> That's how I to describe you. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I'm not... I am in... No, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just so on brand. But, like, again, Pop-Tart would be crazy not to let us use their name. But on the no, off truly. chance that they don't, Okay, lost. but if we've already ruled out poppers, then I feel like the... Only... poppers are not on the table. <laughs> then I feel like the word left is tart, right? That's true. So we have to do something with tart. You guys. <laughs> As... Oh, my God. Okay. Oh my god, this is all coming together. See, Audrey, are, even your like presence here your is presence just, just so much needed. The best because we have mentioned in several episodes, especially Bianca, just her love for baking and like 
I don't, I really don't think we've talked about it that much. We haven't talked about it that much, but you mentioned it in the last episode with talking yeah. about chefs and just like loving new ways to cook in the kitchen. And you're just such a good baker. If we haven't addressed it as much as we need to, like Bianca's a baking queen wow. and I'm your little taste tester. <laughs> a <Ooh>. taster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little taster. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tasty tart. <laughs> I just feel like as this episode, as the podcast grows, I think like our just like love for food Truly. is just going to come out more. I really do. Love so food. hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. What about tartlets? <laughs> I'm gonna say that I really like tartlets. <laughs> tartlets. <laughs> tartlets. Tartlets. <laughs> So if you haven't seen that episode of Friends, which you probably have, I hope you have, there's an episode where Monica is making like a meal at home for this friend of Phoebe's who owns a restaurant and he comes into Monica's apartment high and then what does she say? We have some delicious onion tartlets. Yeah. He's like, tartlets. Tartlets. And then he's like trying to steal the gummy bears and they like <laughs> fall into the soup. He's like, grab onto a sugar oh boy. It's like... <laughs> I think tartlets is really, really fucking cute. I like it. Audrey, what I do just, you think? We need, also need to consult the fans, you know? Do they want to be called a tartlet? I think we need to see what the fans think, but yeah. it's definitely an A plus from me. I as agree. long as the fans are on board. See, when I picture a tartlet, I picture like like a pop tartlet, an art par art perp tartlet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, that's the thing. Like art perp tartlet. Art tartlet. Like, I just think it would be so cute. We could have little stickers with, but like an actual little like fruit tarts, you know? And they'd be so colorful. Like, I feel like tartlets are also very colorful, like very poppy. Yeah. I just love the word like tartlet. Like there's something so like cute and pretty and like all of our listeners are just like, hey babies. Like they're just like, you are so cute and you know it. Like, yeah. Tartlet in a very endearing way. But you know what I also think but about? also if you want to be like a savory tartlet, it can be that Ooh. too. Like a spicy tartlet. <laughs> An onion tartlet. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, okay, but it's funny too when I think of like Pop-Tarts. Like what are people like up against, you know, in comparison to like Pop-Tarts? Like what's the okay. opposite of a Pop-Tart? Well, it- I think... I think Audrey knows the answer. I, I'm just going to throw this out there that maybe toaster strudels might be something that rivals a Pop-Tart. I Yo. feel like we should give a little backstory because growing up, Gianna and I were not allowed, not allowed, but we like- not allowed. We, our mother did not, certainly not keep Pop-Tarts in the house. And so I feel like I only got Pop-Tarts when I went over to like a friend's house, you Mm -hmm. know? So our mom always had toaster strudels in the freezer as if a toaster strudel is better for you than a Pop-Tart because it's certainly not. Well, because you squeeze out the whole icing (laughs) packet thing. You know what is disgusting too? Don't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Don't you do it. No, no, no. Okay. You know, there's like a sweet toaster strudel with like jam in it but then there's the other <laughs> <Jam>. one <laughs> jam process something in it. and then there's the other one with like 
meat in quotes oh. in it. It's oh, like God. meat and cheese. Yeah, it's like don't, a breakfast one. Don't those still come with the icing packet? <laughs> no, surely not. I don't know. I feel Surely like, not. But I just remember constantly that little part in our, like, <laughs> though man okay but here's the thing it's like you're right in terms of the like pop culture breakfast foods you've got the good stuff mm-hmm. which is a nice pop tart mm-hmm. you know and then you've got some nasty ass toaster strudel <laughs> nobody wants it i'm sorry mom i love you but nobody, nobody wants it. it you know what when i drove home from pa coming here like in march i bought some pop tarts to eat with me on the road right because like it's perfect they're perfect for any time and then i come home i'm telling mom i asked her to try a pop tart and she like wouldn't eat it. are like, you kidding no me? and then she i made her take one bite and she like i was like how can you not like this sugary treat it's delicious but no she'll she'll, but she'll eat, eat a toaster, a toaster strudel. Strudel. A nasty pastry That's you know what rip. okay That's first of all if you're going to make a strudel, you should make it right. Like, make your pastry, make, like, some nice apple filling or whatever. Like, make a nice strudel. Like, that's, like, you should fill your home with, like, an essence of a, a nice pastry. And I'm not saying Pop-Tarts are, like, a nice, <laughs> nice well-made, like, puff pastry, pastry by any means. But I'm not, I would rather make a really nice strudel than eat a t- a toaster strudel. Um, I don't think my father, the inventor of toaster strudel, would be too pleased to hear about that, Bianca. You know what? I'm sorry. Gretchen Gretchen Wiener is just not it. Like, pop tarts are where it's at. And I know, okay, here's the thing. I think that people are going to come for me so hard when I say what I'm about to say next. Oh my god, what are you about to say? I don't even know what you're about to say. <laughs> I just need to say, justice for the unfrosted Pop-Tarts. What? You know what? There's just something good about an unfrosted... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, that pink frosting on the strawberry pop The frosting is the part that makes it pretty. Yeah, no, it makes it so pretty. I love the way, like, a nice frosted Pop-Tart looks aesthetically. It's very, you know, on brand for me. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I only eat foods that are on brand fluorescent pink. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I like the like dry crust <laughs> of an unfrosted Pop-Tart. Bianca, that's crazy because I was just about to say I was over at Adrian's, um, our other sister's house, and I saw Pop-Tarts in her pantry and I was like, yo, I'm going to need a Pop-Tart. And she was like, oh, okay, but they're unfrosted because that's how we do it for Jameson, my nephew. Which makes sense. I understand why they don't want to give their five-year-old kid okay. a block of sugar. I'm just going to say, so before we recorded this, I did a little quick Wikipedia action. Oh, dear God. And originally not frosted, Pop-Tarts were introduced in 1964. You know what? How about it? Unfrosted. I'm not saying that frosted is But then bad. they saw the light and they got smart. <laughs> <laughs> they said, why are we making these without sugar when we could put more sugar and make them even more pretty and even more delicious? See, they have their own Audrey Gleason to show them the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different version of Audrey at the Pop-Tart factory. Like, <laughs> putting, like different colors of icing oh on some God. 
dry ass. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh I can picture God. it. I want to meet Kellogg Pop Tart <laughs> Audrey from 1964. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that factory was a real cute. <laughs> <laughs> I also, just when I was looking at Justice for Unfrosted Pop Tarts, um, I just saw like a funny fact about Pop Tarts because I was also looking at like if we're gonna if we're gonna be associated with Pop Tarts, also people at Pop Tarts like if you sponsorship like you should let us know or at least some free Pop Tarts. I would appreciate a package. My favorite is brown sugar cinnamon. I do like the frosted kind. Oh yeah, Gianna, what's your favorite kind of Pop Tart? Ooh. I kind of like the basic one with the icing and like the strawberry filling. Yeah, just like regular the strawberry. Good, like classic one. And then cinnamon brown sugar. My other friend Alyssa, she likes strawberry milkshake, and I think she also likes. There's like a cinnamon bun one Ooh. too. Alyssa likes the like crazy ones. Alyssa likes a lot of cinnamon things. She likes that Ben and Jerry's like cinnamon roll <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Um, Pop darts or Ben and Jerry's all. I'll oh, take either, yeah. either sponsorship. Yeah. Um, but I was looking, also looking at Kellogg's because I was like, I don't want to be affiliated with like a, a brand that does like bad things that like, you sure. know, doesn't. Good call. Yeah. So I was like looking and doing some research on Mr. Kellogg or whatever. <laughs> and, but then I found this thing that in 1992, a man named Thomas Nack <laughs> filed a lawsuit suing Kellogg for damages after his Pop-Tart became stuck in the toaster and caught fire. So then, this apparently happened quite a bit, and um, there was an experiment showing that when left in the toaster too long, strawberry Pop-Tarts could produce flames about 1.5 feet. So then, Wikipedia says this discovery triggered triggered a flurry of lawsuits since then pop tarts carry the warning due to possible risk of fire never leave your toasting appliance or the microwave unattended but i also need to know who the hell toasts their pop tarts actually because i'm sorry if you're not eating them straight out of that foil packet you're doing it wrong oh my gosh i totally toasted my pop tarts i feel what? like we never toasted our pop tarts because, because we, never we didn't freaking ever have them we were always eating them like buying them in the store like eating them in the car you know so what mom never saw us buying them i used to do color guard in high school and so we had like rehearsal every morning and i was always like freaking hungry after you know because i would eat breakfast at like 5 a.m and then we'd run around a field for two hours and then i'd be like hungry again by nine and so then right before my second period started i would always go to the vending machine and get strawberry pop tarts and eat them in my calculus class yeah so i have a good association with like pop tarts and my fun math class yeah i feel like anytime but again no toaster laying around yeah it's true not many math classes have a don't sure. <laughs> Honestly, to me, I don't think I've ever had a warm pop tart. Wait, really? Whoa. I really don't. No. Think okay. I ever so have. here's the here's the deal. Here's like the lowdown for like when you eat, like the best way to eat a pop tart in my okay. opinion. You like toast, and then once it comes out of the toaster, it's all nice and toasty. Then you get rid of the crust first, right? Like oh. you eat the gross, because then by that point it's kind of burnt. <laughs> You eat all the way around the crust, and then, like, the middle part, it's all kind of, like, melted a little bit, so it kind of slides, you know? <laughs> but that's when you know it's good. 
Alyssa say something about the crust? No, this girl. <laughs> Good this, God. This, sometimes she's a bit of a strudel. <laughs> yes, strudel. This girl, she does this thing. I feel like we're always eating Pop-Tarts in the car, you know? And so she will do this thing where she, like gives me the crust like she'll pick off the crust and then she'll give it to me and i'm like that's the best part i'm sorry but like it's we so stop good. with your dry toaster pop tart i can't no i'm sorry like you know what like are you a strudel bianca no are you in the closet strudel <laughs> no i'm i'm a sometimes frosted sometimes unfrosted hmm. pop tart lady this is very new information that i'm learning about you Maybe because we just like, I feel like, you know, it's like a secret when we get Pop-Tarts. Like we don't, we don't no, tell anyone I else know. we're eating That's Pop-Tart. what I'm saying. Like we don't, like we would never have the opportunity to toast them because we were always just like eating them like in the store and then paying for them <laughs> as we left. Like, oh well, my God. Okay. So we're going to take a poll or just, you know, maybe send us, we'll, we'll put it on our Instagram or something like yeah. what, you know, cause I feel like we need merch. We got to get some right. stickers for you guys. Like we didn't know what to call you. Do we, should we? call you tartlets or or if someone else has something like really good and funny let us know because also yeah. like i just feel like i'm not that clever like i'm not clever enough to come up with something that sounds good like an art pop talk listener like i just right. i don't i don't have the capability right. for that i think that tartlets sound really cute and then i feel like when we talk about people that we don't like like picasso we can just be like oh yeah he's a strudel for such sure. a strudel such a strudel also yeah i'm curious we should ask our listeners too about like did you what did you have growing up did you eat pop tarts how do you like your pop tarts did you have a toaster strudel right you know i'm just right. so curious i feel like we gotta go to the store and like oh you know yeah totally hop on this yeah. Okay. So clearly, this is why we need a genius PA like Miss Audrey Gleason to help us establish this very legitimate brand that we are trying to create. Here. I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> so Audrey, now that you're a part of the Art Pop Talk team, and we want the Tartlets to know you. So tell us about yourself. Maybe share with the class how we all met in college. Um, because moving forward, Audrey is going to be helping us run Art Pop Talk behind the scenes and hopefully we'll be bringing her on to pop on the episodes, but she might not be with us every single time we record. So we really want everyone to know you. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, I grew up in Kansas City and, you know, when you guys did your first like intro episode, I feel like you had a really cute like story about, you know, you grew up with like art history and going to museums all the time and like talking about that and in, in my household, I grew up as a performer, for sure. Like, my dad had a stage for me in the basement. He literally, like, built me a stage out of, like, wood and PVC pipe. And then, like, a little shower curtain was, like, the stage curtain. So oh I was, like, growing up writing and directing dance performances, plays, all that stuff. Um, so I had a really creative, you know, childhood, too. And my parents were always encouraging me to do that. Okay, so, and then I actually didn't really get into visual art until, like, a lot later in high school because I was doing performing arts for most of the time I was growing up. And um, then when I started at OSU, I just chose my track. And I was a BFA studio art major from the very beginning. And then I met Bianca through working at the OSU Museum of Art. And then I met Chiana because, you know, sisterhood. (laughs) 
So you get one, you get the other. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, no, I remember starting at the museum and like we had student employee, you know, training or whatever. And I just remember sitting across the table from Bianca and she was like, so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I get to have a really cute friend here. So, and it wasn't like, I was like, I'm so glad I'm going to have a friend here. It wasn't like, I hope she's going to be friends with me. I was like, little do you know, you are going to be my friend. I just need to say that that days burned into my memory forever. And I think the universe was really trying to tell me something like, you need to make sure you're friends with this girl. Cause I will never forget. Like I saw you walk into the museum and then we sat at that big long table, you know, with the projector and everything. And then Audrey said that she liked my necklace. And I was like, oh my God, like this really pretty girl across from me just said she liked my necklace. And it was so cute. And then we went to Dallas together, like later that year. And I was thinking about WWAD, you know, it's where you form a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> and um, you came to visit me in Santa Fe later that same summer, I guess. And then, yeah, oh my gosh, we went to core class almost, what, every Monday. And it was so fun. Oh, yeah. And then we also had a gender and visual culture class together. Yes. That was, I just, like, I miss having class with you. I miss having class with you. Well, this could be our class now. Oh. Well, that's good. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember... The first time I met Audrey was at one of Bianca's house parties at the time. It was that big Lebeski house party that was so much fun. Like, But I remember, Audrey, you offered me these like vodka or like champagne-soaked gummy bears. I can't remember. I think they were champagne-soaked because yeah. I remember when Audrey came in, I was like, oh, this bitch is fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up to this house party with yeah. champagne gummy bears. All right. While there's like trash punch around the corner. I remember like all the lobster like inflatables. Yes. Those were so cute. But um, yeah. And then I just remember thinking like, okay, like I see you. Like this girl is like legit. And then from there we ended up working together at the museum and we did our education internship together, which we'll definitely talk about. But I always remember like this one night we were leaving the museum and I feel like maybe we were working like a late night event. Cause I remember it being like dark outside and we just like hung out in your car and we just like didn't go home. And I was like, Hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but like, you're my best friend. Like, sorry, Aww, I'm such a loser, but so cute. puppet master, like deep, deep, deep. <laughs> And then from there, you were stuck with us. So how does it feel? Um, it's the greatest <laughs> honor of my life. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, so we did an episode about the OSU BFA program. And Audrey, you and I went through the program together. And so I was wondering if you could talk about your work a little bit and what you did for your capstone show and just your experiences in the program. Um, yeah, well, those were the glory days, I will say. Glory days. First of all. Yeah, I did graduate on time in four years, but I felt like it just took me a lot longer to find my voice and my work than like you did. It seems mm -hmm. like you kind of, I don't know, knew what you were about from the beginning and I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, at first I was like making this really intense, emotional, like black and white work. I went through kind of a hard time in college, like kind of wrestling with two different parts of my identity, like my religious identity. And then in the arts department, people tend to be more liberal and not, not really religious. So, um, and I was taking a lot of like conflicting classes. It was just kind of hard to like reconcile those parts myself. So I was trying to work through that in my art, but then at the start of my senior year, I 
came back from an internship that I had in New York and I kind of just like threw everything I had out the window and I like started over from scratch because I just, I kept thinking about like having to spend the next six months of my life, you know, just in these emotional depths that weren't making me happy at all and I didn't want that at all. I just wanted to, if I was going to be spending so much time making work, I wanted it to be something that I uh, really brought me a lot of joy and brought joy to other people too. So what I ended up with was a giant <laughs> six foot by six foot magnetic chalkboard and I made more than a hundred magnets um, and I invited the public to collaborate with me and draw with chalk and move the magnets around and take pictures and you know interact with the piece and then on the adjacent wall I had framed relief and lithograph prints that documented moments in the collaborative process from the just many months leading up to my show and figuring out what I was about. And I, I'm really glad, like looking back, I'm really glad that I trusted myself to change my entire body of work six months before installing <laughs> my show because I ended up being so happy with it. And I think it was just like a lot more true to who I am as an artist. And the goal for was for people to realize that, you know, no matter how different we are, we all have things in common, like reminiscing on childhood memories and needing to play. Yeah, I just want to say that I love that body of work. I love the content of it, but also visually, I just like, when I look at that work, like I see you and I just see mm -hmm. so much joy and happiness and playfulness in that work. And I just, I remember you like every day, like, how you doing out And you're like, well, this <laughs> cutting out magnets. <laughs> I also, we were talking to, Gianna and I were talking to someone about the goal for this podcast and kind of thinking about play and not taking art so seriously. And I know that's something that Audrey, you and I, of course, have talked about in the past. Like you and I, I think get frustrated whenever we're talking about art and it's so serious all the time and it feels so inaccessible. And I think that's something that, you know, your art specifically kind of relates to this podcast, but you in general just understanding that need that not everything about art and experiencing art has to be so inaccessible and you can understand art, you can play in art and, and still get it and have like a meaningful experience with it. So I don't know. I just always love that about your work and like seeing the magnets up and whenever they were on view, like seeing everybody play with them. And it just like, it just like made me happy. And I just think that's like, that's what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's just totally. like what we want to do. And I'm just, because I feel like in those like six months when you did transition, like if there's anything I will remember about college, it'll be like that time. Yeah. Because we were taking several classes together. And then I remember you would come straight from cutting your uh, plexiglass or whatever you were cutting your acrylic um, out of the laser cutter. And then you would like come to class with all your like cutout shapes. And then you would like get going on it. <laughs> and it was just so, I think it was, it was obviously such a, a it was the right idea for you to do and it was yeah. the right path for you to go down. But I know that during that time that making that decision, like you had a lot of other forces being like, oh, well, like, are you sure? Like you want to yeah. do that. And I think you just held your ground so well because I even think that when you were making this body of work and trying to explain it, because you also had prints paired with your installation, a lot of people in the department and professors, people who's kind of supposed to be your mentors, not even fully understanding what you were trying to accomplish while you were doing it and even after it was completed. So I know that like that was super challenging, but I think we just resonate it, resonate with it so much. And like Bianca's right, just looking at it, I'm like, that is 
Audrey, mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't have had it any other way. And I wouldn't want you to have yeah. it any other way either. I think it would be really fun if we could, like, to do something similar like that or, you know, do a video with your work so people can see it or something like that or, like, if, mm-hmm. if we're big enough, we can have a meet and greet one day, you Ooh. know, and, like, have people play and, like, come make art. I just think it would be so fun. So these ideas about kind of human connection and the importance of community within the art world are ideas that you're passionate about that is evident within your work, but also now post-graduation. So when you were still in school, do you want to talk about the internship you had in Kansas City that kind of will feed into what you talk about what you're doing now? Yeah, I, I, I do. And I, I really like, I feel like I, this internship is still to this day, probably the closest to what I really want to do, yeah. you know, like with my life. Um, and, and the studio is called Imagine That KC, and it's a space for uh, differently abled adults to make artwork and essentially have a career as an artist, like after they age out of the public school system um, at 18. So Imagine That has a staff with many different skills and backgrounds. Um, some are trained in social services, you know, education, art, um, and these folks help the art help the artists develop their work, organize exhibitions, and then they sell the work too. So my favorite story to tell from that internship is like why I love nonprofit work so much. It was like my second week there, you know, and I'm also, this is like my first internship ever. So it's like my second week at my first internship, like a sophomore in college, you know, um, and it, it was on a Wednesday and then that week was first Friday in Kansas City. So on Wednesday, we decided we wanted this beanbag toss game out at our first Friday booth. And in literally like three days, someone just rounded up a random piece of plywood and taught me how to use a jigsaw. And then I had to look up YouTube videos to teach myself sewing to like make all these bean bags. And then I was just like running around the studio trying to convince these artists to like stop whatever they were working on to like paint my random piece of plywood with the holes in the middle. You know, like, um, and then like in three days, you know, it happened. Like we, we wanted this game and then we just like found a way to make it work and made it happen. And then the artists totally loved it. And then at our booth at First Friday, people were more likely to stop and have a conversation with us because they could like stop and play this game instead of yeah. just taking a flyer and moving on. So I feel like we had more of an impact that way. Um, Imagine that. No, exactly. You know, so, I mean, I can't believe that having fun with art brings people together and allows for like cool conversations. I mean, how about that? How about, how about that? that? Yeah. So I just like love that. When you can see change happen really quickly, yeah, that's like one of my favorite things. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because I obviously I know you so well, and I know that you are the kind of person that like wants to get things done so fast and efficiently, efficiently, and spark change like through your work at that like fast pace. Like, but we have talked about how it's also so difficult like to be in this industry if you don't have that passion and that drive for it at the same time. But we also always mention all three of us like we work hard so we can play hard essentially um but it can be really hard to leave work at work when you are the person that everyone is also relying on for this project to get done and you you're the person that really also cares about the outcome of that event or that project as well so like i said not only did we go through the same bfa program together but we became really close through our education internship at the museum and I think our friendship really blossomed out of our professional relationship and just how well 
I, our visions were just like, wow, like we are the same person. We want to see the same thing. Like, holy shit. I just wish that all the listeners could see that from my perspective because like it was like a thing. Like watching Gian and Audrey, the education interns was like, just like happiness and joy exuding from the museum. And it was like, like you just looked at them like walking around at Artemis and you guys started, I mean, Final Friday in Stillwater and just like, I just wish that everyone could see that the that, way that I But that's I saw how it. I feel about you guys as sisters, though. I feel like I just sit here, like, watching you guys, like, <laughs> have your own, like, language together. And you just, like, exude love and I joy. Mean, I think it was just one of those things, like, it, I mean, as all three of us know, it is really extremely hard to get, at least in our community, it was really hard to get art students involved in doing things and I think just the general college community because you're competing for a lot of events but a lot of our student body has never been to the museum before doesn't even maybe not even know that we have one but it was really challenging for us to like go and plan on these events and like create these special projects when even our own art students hadn't been to the museum before so I think you and me and I think it's like fair to say and like look back on our on our accomplishments it was really important for us to get those people involved and I think yeah we were dream team because like we showed up for things and people knew us because we were involved because we wanted them to be involved so I'm not mad about it but um, so yeah back in the day we were absolute dream team also with our other dear friend Megan or Megan Patterson (laughs) Megan Megan Patterson. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Megan, we love you. Um, and also <laughs> Carrie Kim and Casey Panky. Oh. That was just like uh, just goals. Um, but it was always so fun to like play in these events and like lead these tours. And then afterwards, we would always vent about where there was that like one obnoxious like person or kid that would just totally disrupt our like flow. <laughs> and they'd be like, "What's that piece over there?" And like, I'm not talking about that piece right now. <laughs> So we both just kind of really like thrusted ourselves into museum work or in your case, nonprofit work at a very early age in our career. So in regards to the museum, I wanted to know what your favorite part of our internship was and what was your biggest takeaway from that experience? Um, Okay, well, I couldn't have said it better. You know, I love the museum so much and just so many great memories like made my best friends there. So... But, you know, professionally, um, my favorite part was definitely starting the Final Friday Art Crawl in Stillwater, Oklahoma. In January 2018, I thought there's just really no reason why Stillwater can't have a small downtown art walk here like the Paseo does or Tulsa or even, you know, like KU and Lawrence and OU and Norman both have local art walks. Like we could totally do one in Stillwater. So... I just like sent emails, Facebook messages, you know, you name it. I was like calling people like, hey, you want to be a part of this thing? And they were like, what's it going to be? I was like, I don't know, (laughs) but I think it's going to be fun and you should be a part of it. And, you know, I I made a map in Canva and then we... That (laughs) freaking art crawl map. You know? The evolutions of the art crawl map is like truly, I think, where I see the most like documented progress (laughs) is like dealing with that effing map. (laughs) It is true. It is true. Um, So we had the first one in March 2018. And um, I think for that first art call, we had like 10 businesses. And I feel like it was like 75 to somewhere 75 to 90 visitors into the museum. And it was just crazy because 
I, I just will never forget. I, I told, you know, Casey and Carrie were like, how's the art crawl coming in? I was like, good. We have, you know, like eight or nine people so far. And Casey was like, what? <laughs> All of those people said yes. And I was like, yeah, uh, they did. It's like people want to be involved in something nice. Yeah, I know. So um, anyway, by then by the time we got to August, September 2018, we had like doubled those attendance numbers. And I remember at the time it was the third highest attended event at the museum. I don't know, you know, where that stands now. But um, looking back, I just like, I don't think I appreciated the fact that like I was an intern. I was a junior in college and I just like said, hey, I want to do this thing. And they were like, okay. Yeah. And then I just did it. Like I didn't work with anyone really. I just like said, hey, I have these like 10 people that want to be a part of this thing and made a map. And then, you know, we were good. Just another reason also why Carrie Kim was the best boss, supervisor, mentor that I'm probably ever going to have in my entire life is just trusting her students that way and her interns that way and just letting you, oh, that's mm -hmm. a project you want to do? Like, you go for it. I just, she was just like mm -hmm. an absolute dream. Yeah. I think that's also telling about, you know, if you're someone working in a smaller arts community or a community where you don't see a lot of interaction with the arts like there's a, a desire for that you know so don't be afraid to go out and talk to people about doing something whether it's art related or not like it's a, if it's a music festival or like a you know like poetry night or whatever like mm -hmm. I think just people do kind of crave that interaction and even though it's not there it's it may be not as burdensome as you think to get something like that started well, and I also think that's kind of the misconception of also living in a small town too is you think like nothing can happen but in our case like the arts community and the local business community is very very well connected because everybody knows each other and we're all in the same area and so doing an art crawl it, it's like it just it made too much sense to do so Audrey, you have been graduated for a year now. Congratulations. Oh Do you God. want to talk about what you've been up to, like where you're working now? Totally. And <laughs> time just flies. I cannot believe it's been a year. I know. Oh, so crazy. Um, okay, so I serve artists here in Oklahoma through the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition, OVAC. And it's a nonprofit organization that I absolutely adore. And our mission is growing and developing Oklahoma's visual arts community through education, promotion, connection, and funding. So what that means is we put on workshops, exhibitions, and then we have grant funding for artists in the state so that they can have the tools they need to have a thriving career here in Oklahoma. And my role is I'm the programs and events coordinator, so I'm in charge of planning our annual fundraiser 12 by 12, our annual exhibition for artists 30 and under, Momentum, um, the Tulsa Art Studio Tour, and the biannual traveling exhibition 24 works on paper. And um, what I love about nonprofits holds true with OVAC, we move really fast and we all have to be flexible in helping each other out. So, cause we're a small staff of four. In the past year, I've also learned a lot about social media, PR, you know, membership, but budgeting. I feel like we all kind of have to wear a lot of hats and help mm -hmm. each other out um, when we need it because we're a team. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk a little bit about what it was like being an event planner or coordinator during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, right when that pandemic hit, I was just finishing up my time at the OSUMA and we were able to pretty easily shift into online programming because even though we had finished like planning our spring calendar, like we weren't in the middle of a current event you know we had already finished what we were doing so but I know 
because I was a featured artist in one of the events you mentioned called Momentum, um, drastic changes had to be made to that event because you all had just finished installing that exhibition and all that work and it wasn't as simple as just canceling it. So can you walk us through how the new planning went and what it was like for you and your team? Because I just know that you handled that event like such a boss. Truly. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, I am never going to forget that whole <laughs> treacherous time. Um, but yeah, well, so it's, it's important to say that, you know, Momentum is probably one of our most well-known programs and it's traditionally, it's like a one weekend only art event and it's about 1200 in attendance over the course of the weekend. And it's usually in like a warehouse or a building that's in transition, like some sort of space that you otherwise wouldn't have access to other than that weekend. And, and this particular year, we had about 60 artists who were um, accepted under the age of 30 in Oklahoma. And more than 100 artworks were supposed to be installed for this one weekend only event. Uh, that was supposed to be March 20th through the 22nd. So rest in peace. Um, and when everything just like really started hitting the fan, we spent an entire day sitting on the floor in the office coming up with a way to change the format of momentum to be safe while still featuring all the artists. So we decided to call it slow momentum, which was going to be a, a more traditional art exhibition on display about a month. We had this whole schedule, like I was going to work there on weekdays and then we would each take a weekend. But then if it was your weekend, you wouldn't come in on Monday and Tuesday. It was like this whole big long thing. And then, you know, I remember texting our executive director over the weekend because so much was changing like so mm -hmm. rapidly. And it was, we had spent all this time making this plan and then it was becoming pretty clear that like that just wasn't going to happen. We were going to have to shut down completely. And I was just so impressed that we still had volunteers and staff show up on Monday, March 16th to like install the show anyway, even though by then we were all kind of reading the writing on the wall. And since this art is like installed in abandoned buildings, I mean, there's no gallery walls there. Like we drag out our gallery walls out of our storage pod and like we do the lighting all of ourselves and then hang the artwork, you know, like, so it's kind of a big long thing. And my colleagues and a few close friends who volunteered paused whatever was going on in their jobs to just like put this show together, knowing full well, you know, there was a very high chance it would only be seen on video. So we had the video tour, digital gallery, and we did the social media posts um, for the artists. But basically at the end of the day, like, our, you know, we have a mission to serve artists and we're going to find a way to do that. It's our mission isn't, I love having big parties and having events, but that's not like, <laughs> right. you know, our mission. There's always a find, a, there's always a way um, to find how you can serve who you need to serve. Yeah. Um, well, as your friend and now your colleague again, which I just want to like cry thinking about, I'm just like, Ooh, like you're never leaving me. <laughs> and, um, as a member of OVAC, I cannot stress how amazing you and this team are. Like, I know when you joined OVAC last year, the organization was also in a state of transition and hiring more employees, including yourself. But you have come such a long way in such a short amount of time. And I am just so unbelievably proud of you and just happy for everything you have accomplished. But also, just aside from everything that's been going on in your professional life, um, as Bianca mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you are getting married. And so I want to talk about fun personal things too. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's true. I am getting married. <laughs> wow. What's that like? <laughs> I may never know. <laughs> well, 
I don't know what it's like to get married in normal times. I know what it's like to get COVID I married. Just, I just need to let everyone know that this woman sitting next to me is just incredible. I mean, she's like, she's moving. She's working hard. She is like doing the most for artists out here in Oklahoma. And then on top of that, she's just like rearranging her whole personal life and just like making everything work and this whole time like I just can't believe that like yeah. I have a friend who's this incredible I just I so that is what me and Bianca have just been so in awe about in starting this project you all met Sid Hammond early on great dear friend of ours former colleague bad ass just self-taught graphic designer and then just like queen and just sitting over here like ooh, like yes. i just casually like attend these events and like i'm a queen who can handle getting married in the middle of a goddamn pandemic like no one has handled this situation more gracefully and i just feel like we are so fortunate to have just these absolute amazing people we went to school with help us build and brand like what we are doing and i'm just like so freaking happy you're here like we just couldn't do it without you i know well truly. it wouldn't feel right it just feels like, really like weird doing it without you. I know. Like, this really does feel like it was meant to be. I really, can it you truly just believe does. that? Like the day, like I just see you. Like it's weird that like I can just see you walking into the museum. Like I think you were wearing that striped black and white dress. And like that's so crazy that like here we are. Mm. Like now I'm going to watch you get married. And like I'm just so yeah, excited. I'm not, and not like, okay. I'm really not going to be okay. So I don't know if we talked about this, but I used to work for a wedding planner in Oklahoma City. And I cry at like strangers weddings like oh. Oh, no, I don't even know <laughs> and so I'm just like not gonna be okay at oh, this wedding no absolutely not like I also just like as much as we also love Charlie who's your fiance I'm also just like I'm sorry I thought I was getting married right. to Audrey so I'm just like I'm gonna need you to like but I'm now gonna... I feel like we can say like Audrey's our work wife you know like that's oh, cool right no definitely is so that true. socially acceptable? To yes. I, I don't so. know. I don't know. I, I don't. Is it okay with you? It's okay with me. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is really crazy. Like, Charlie and I actually were talking about it over the weekend because he, sometimes we're just like, oh, we're getting married. And sometimes we're like, oh my God, like, you know, we're getting married. And like, uh, we just keep going. It's like hard to know like how you're going to feel. Like, so, like yeah. sometimes when I think about it, I feel like when I walk down the aisle, I'm, I'm going to feel the same as like when we're sitting across eating random <laughs> yeah. dinner on a Tuesday night, you know, like, and I'm just looking at him like, Hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> right. and then sometimes I feel like I'm just going to feel, you know, like when you can see that, feel that like buzzing in your brain almost of yeah. like this right. moment moment is so important right yeah because I feel like in your case too with having a longer ceremony like there's a lot more room for just like a lot more thoughts too yes. so I feel like it might be a mixture of both yeah know? that is that which is which is fine true. like and I feel like that idea of like oh this feels like just as normal as like we were sitting on the couch like mm -hmm. that's how you know I feel like yeah. it's meant to be like we love you and we love Charlie and we're introducing you as Audrey Gleason, but you will be now known as Audrey Kaminsky, PA, boss bitch, married woman, event coordinator, planner, queen of Oklahoma City art scene, like just a woman that wears many hats, truly. <laughs> the most hats. The most hats. <laughs> we should get you a hat. <laughs> you should get this bitch a hat. Like, for the love of God. Bitch. 
Oh ads. my gosh. I'm just going to... That would of, be so funny. Instead of sending you what's on your registry, I'm just going to send you <laughs> a lot of fancy hats. Oh my God, you should. Actually, that, that would be, be really hilarious. Okay, great. Do it. Okay. I support it. Well, Audrey, where can everyone follow you? Yeah, so... My account for now is <laughs> Audrey underscore Gleason. Wow. But pretty soon it'll probably I'll probably keep the underscore because that you know oh, that's, yeah. that's just a trademark Classic, at this point. Sure. It's part of the brand. So <laughs> of the- do I need an underscore? <laughs> I have an underscore. I don't have one. How also can someone help me with my freaking Instagram yeah, I- name? It's so terrible, but you are like ingrained in my brain as like BJMF, <laughs> like all your usernames and like passwords like, like BJMF. I cause like I'm I have four initials and like I love my parents, but BJMF are just the worst initials. Yeah, so. but if you would have had an A as a middle name, your no. initials would have been Banff, and I, that would have been iconic. Yeah, well, thanks. It's not like I don't get that <laughs> explanation every day. All right. Anyway, Ooh. someone help me with my Instagram handle because I just like don't have anything cool. Like I said at the beginning of this, like I'm not. I just, think you're cool. Well, we'll come I'm, up with a cool name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Audrey's yeah. got you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, PA. Oh, totally. Okay, so for, for now, it's Audrey underscore Gleason. Yeah, and um, on Facebook, too, I guess. Pro- both of my Facebook and my Instagram are pretty, like, my professional accounts, mm-hmm. I guess. I just have one. I just rolled it all mm-hmm. into one. It's like, I can't do this double life. I'm not in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um, and if you want to follow um, OVAC, that's... Um, O-V-A-C underscore. Okay. Sweet. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll I tag should him. know. We'll tag him. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> totally. If you see the cute little yellow circle yeah. logo. It's also linked in my bio too. Oh so. yeah. Very important. Alrighty friends. Well, Audrey, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're just so excited that you're officially part of the team now. I'm just so excited to have you. So again, if you have any questions or suggestions for what you guys should be called, email us at artpoptalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on social. We're on TikTok, whatever. We try to be all the places. So <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Right? You know, we're just everywhere. That's what, that's what we do. All right. All right. And with that, we will talk to you on Tuesday. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.